you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. Today I'm so excited to share my conversation with Jennifer Abishan. This past summer at our national conference, Jennifer shared her story of how she joined Lemongrass Spa literally days after her double mastectomy. And her story was so powerful and so moving, I have just I've not been able to get it out of my head and out of my heart, and I knew that she had to be on the show. She has overcome so many obstacles in her business, including recovering from her surgery, as well as a little thing we like to call the pandemic. I think you've heard a little bit about it. I don't know, maybe not, but (laughs) she has overcome so many obstacles and has done it so gracefully. And in the midst of all of those struggles and trials and obstacles, she has been able to promote several times as well as earn an all expenses paid trip to Clearwater with her husband. Jennifer shares how she joined the business in order to bless other cancer patients going through treatment, and she has done just that. She also shares that she feels so blessed that she has been able to use what she has been going through to help others. And at the end of the episode, in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month coming up in October, She shares some really practical things that we can do for ourselves to make sure that we are aware of what is going on with our health because we only have one body and we have to take care of it. We have to be aware of what is going on in and on our bodies, right? So I just love that she was so willing to share such practical advice at the end. Of course, neither one of us is a doctor. I think that goes without saying, but... Don't take this as health advice, but just take it as a suggestion from a friend. And I really appreciate Jennifer's sweet spirit in sharing all of this information. And like she said in the episode, she just has had to share just some weird stuff in the last couple of years. And so I just appreciate her being open about her journey and what she has gone through. And she puts it so well that if she can help one person through her journey, just through her story, then it's all been worth it. And so I just appreciate that so much about her. She is so incredibly kind, and I know that you'll love hearing from Jennifer. Enjoy. Hi, Jennifer. Thank you so much for being my guest on the show this week. How are you? I am good, Tiffany. Thank you for having me on. Yes, I'm so excited to chat with you and hear your story about how you found Lemongrass Spa, but to get started, will you tell us a little bit about you and your family? Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm just a middle-aged old lady. (laughs) My husband and I both celebrated, um, well, he's about to a big milestone birthday this year. So, um, we've been together for a long time. He and I have been married 26 years and we're dating six years before that in college and grad school. And, um, 
I was a teacher for 10 years um, before taking some time off to be a, I always do air quotes, stay at home mom, because, you know, my mom has always joked I was even busier as a mom than I was when I was teaching and, you know, became the professional volunteer, was, you know, doing all the, all the mother's club events and room mom and all the things. And then, you know, we also have all the church volunteering things. So just been, you know, busy with all of that since. And we have two amazing kids. My daughter is 23. She just got married um, this past summer, which was just a wonderful, wonderful weekend in our life. And my son is 20. He's a junior in college and he's living his best life in Tulsa right now. So they are truly the lights of our life. And, you know, now we're just kind of in this weird transitional stage of almost empty nesting and it's definitely a challenging time for me because, you know, I had been such an involved mom. Um, so, you know, I'm in a period of trying to figure that out and get used to it. But, you know, it's wonderful to watch your kids starting to really live out their grown up lives too. So does it go as fast as they say? I mean, of course, yes. everybody says it goes so fast. Oh, it's true, yes. huh? Days oh. are long, but the years are short. <laughs> yep. That is a fact. That is a fact. Now, when you were a teacher, what did you teach? Um, I was an elementary school teacher. I taught fourth grade for six years, second for two and kindergarten for two. Oh my goodness. I have a second grader and a kindergartner. So you oh. know those ages very well. <laughs> I do. I do. I didn't think I would like teaching kindergarten. I actually was job sharing at the time. And this woman really wanted me to come down and, um, share with her. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> you know, just fourth graders are pretty independent. That's yes. a big leap, you know, to go back. But I loved it. I almost thought I missed my calling because it, you know, it's so fun to see them learn to read and just, they just, oh, they light up when they get all the new things. So anyway. Yes. I love it. Oh man. And I I'm loving hearing all the stories from kindergarten when my daughter comes yes. home because it's their first full-time school experience. And so hearing her experience kindergarten is so fun. I can only imagine yes. how fun it would be to teach all yes. those little, those little sweethearts. All right. And now how did you get started? So you did, you know, volunteering while you were a stay at home mom, like you said, in air quotes, a stay at home mom, but you said it is such a busy <laughs> time been. and I'm grateful to have a work from home job because I can fit little things in and around, but I, I mean, it's so busy, you know, especially when your kids get into school because you are running here, running there, getting yeah. them to school, all that, all the extra school stuff. We just started fall sports not too long ago. And I'm oh, like, my yeah. word, it's just getting crazier <laughs> and crazier by the minute. Yes. So how did you get started in the direct sales industry while you were in the middle of being a stay at home mom? Yeah. Well, my first foray into direct selling actually was the year that I stopped teaching. I, um, it was interesting because I just listened to your podcast with Becky when you were interviewed and we have a lot of similarities, I think, but I had really been, um, I put a lot into my identity as a teacher and was really afraid of not having something that was my own. Um, I, I, I think it sounds awful now when I think about it, but I, I just didn't know how to be just a mom, which is truly one of the highest callings there is. But at the time, having been so defined by a teaching career, I needed something else that was mine, a reason to, you know, get out of the house at the time. So I actually joined Longaberger 
I don't know if you're even familiar with that, the, yes. the basket. Yes. yes. My mom had tons of them. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I always liked them and I was like, well, I don't even know how I, I think I might've literally just looked up the company and I don't think I had been to a party or anything. Anyway, I just joined and I had like, you know, my mom's party, my sister's party, just the little circle of immediate friends and family. And I kind of got all the baskets I needed there, you know, you can only have so many baskets <laughs> and just kind of ran its course. And, you know, there was no, um, for me, there was no upline support. There was no, there was just nothing um, beyond what I was doing independently. So I, I just realized I didn't need that in particular. So I stopped that. Um, I can't remember how many years later um, I became familiar with Jamberry nail wraps. I don't know if you know that mm -hmm, one, but mm -hmm. um, I did that for a, t a little bit of a time being. Um, maybe a year or so. Um, I can't even remember. I, I did have a little bit more of a team support there and, you know, pretty active upline. Although the lady I signed up under moved to Kentucky pretty soon after I joined. So then I was kind of transferred to some, it, it was good while it lasted, but again, you only have so many nail reps and, you know, there were people that were very, I think it was kind of the precursor to color street, which is so much easier to use. Mm -hmm. And I, yes. so, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that company lost its focus a little bit too. You know, they started doing a lot of things besides just nail wraps. And I just wasn't buying in a hundred percent to that. So, um, stopped that. And I didn't have any intention of really doing this again. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah then lemongrass kind of fell in my lap as you well yes know. yes now with longaburger and jamberry what was the social media situation like was there social nothing. selling nothing okay and that makes know. it harder too yeah i can't like since i don't remember when i started with jamberry i don't even remember the year um i don't remember having like face i i, I take that back i did have a jamberry page we weren't doing virtual parties though mm -hmm. so i had like a a Jamberry page on Facebook that I guess I posted since I don't even remember. It's been so long, <laughs> but yes, it right. wasn't, but like it wasn't it the way that you were selling. Right. No, no, it was totally in home or, or things at my house. Yes. And that's a truly a different world when there's no option for virtual selling. So it, it, yeah. it really does. It's almost like a line in the sand, like before Facebook parties and after Facebook parties. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> All right. So you have been with Lemongrass now for a couple of years, correct? It'll be two years, November 5th, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Coming up on two. Yes, it is. Now tell us how you found Lemongrass Spa, like the company that you are with. <laughs> and it's just a totally different story. So tell us how you found Lemongrass. Yeah. So um, I'm going to do a little preface. So I had been looking for a natural deodorant for a little bit of time, you know, just because I'd started to hear how the aluminum was possibly linked to breast cancer. And so, you know, I wasn't completely looking for non-toxic products or anything, but that, you know, had my, my um, knowledge was just starting to be peaked, I guess, a little bit. And ironically, um, shortly after I was diagnosed with breast cancer. So didn't get, you know, to that in time. Mm -hmm. um, and for a variety of reasons, opted for a double mastectomy. And I was at home um, recovering from that surgery. 
and I'm going to plug a little nonprofit here that I love. They aren't all over the place, but they should be. They're called healingchair.org. But it's a it's a woman who had been through breast cancer herself and a friend of hers saw that she really could benefit from one of the recliners, um, you know, the electric ones with the lift because you can't use your arms during that. So she started this whole nonprofit so that people after they have surgery can have this chair dropped off and they keep it during recovery. And then she comes and picks it up and it, they circle around, which is so amazing. So I always say I was in my healing chair, but I, I don't think people always understand what that is. So <laughs> like it's an actual was, thing. <laughs> it's an actual thing. Yes. Um, so I was sitting in that and my husband brought in the mail and I had this little gift from two of my friends and it was one of lemongrass spa products loving care gift sets that, you know, is part of a, it's a, it's part of our breast cancer campaign in October, but it's available year round. And I was just sitting there with my mom. I opened it up. I tried the ultra hydrating cream and loved it. And, you know, was kind of like, where's this, where's the spa located? I just thought it was a, <laughs> a mm-hmm. place, you know, that I could go get a massage or something. <laughs> so, um, pulled it up online, did a little research, saw what they were all about. And I just thought this, this might be something I, I want to be a part of. Yes. And I'm sure the natural ingredients was really important to you even more so at that time, because you know, you had been trying to switch things over and now it's like, okay, I really need to Mm -hmm. switch things over, especially now. And so I'm glad that you found, you know, products that helped you and they helped you. Were they beneficial to your skin? Yeah, I actually used both the ultra hydrating cream and the healing elements balm all through my radiation, which um, I joined before that even started. So I literally jumped in two weeks post-surgery. So when I say I was recovering in my healing, when I joined, it was like, yeah, people thought yes. I was crazy. They just, oh. you know, didn't not crazy, but you know, that I was doing too much too soon type Mm -hmm. of a thing. So, um, but yeah, I was really drawn to the natural ingredients and their commitment to that. I was trying to, you know, change my diet and just environmental things. So just fit, you know, with what I was wanting for my life. And, um, yeah, so I, I just kind of jumped. I didn't really hesitate at all. I told my husband, I was thinking about it and he said, if you think it's something that you want in your life, then go for it. And I did. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. I'm sure there weren't many no's from him <laughs> during that stage of life. <laughs> Whatever you want, honey, <laughs> you yeah, got it. <laughs> he was, he was amazing. He's Aww. been a great, I mean, he's always been a great support, yes. but um, yeah, I was a little worried because he's very, um, you know, like he was the one that when I was having my kids, the nurses were like, why don't you sit down? We can't take care of you mm. and her. Cause he gets so squeamish with, mm. <laughs> you know, blood and all Mm -hmm. the things. (laughs) And I was so like worried about that being really hard for him, but he was amazing and and super helpful. And yeah, that's awesome. I love to hear that. Now, something that the, the, one of the reasons I had you on is because you shared your, your story at our conference Mm -hmm. this past summer. And I won't, I'll never forget that picture that you showed us of you sitting in your healing chair And you said, this is when I joined, (laughs) this is me like right around the time when I joined Lemongrass Spa. And I, it was such a great visual. 
to know that even in the hardest times, we can find something that brings us passion and brings us joy. We can jump all in, even though the out, you know, the outward circumstances are a lot and it can be crazy, but I just love that you were like, this is the right time, even though it might not seem like it is. So was it a little bit scary jumping in and joining? Were you thinking like, were you just like, no way, this is it. Like I, this is what I want to do. I know this is what the next step is. Or were you thinking like, Oh, this is a little scary. We'll see how it goes. But I feel strongly that I should be part of this company. Like how were, what were you thinking when you joined? Yeah, probably yes. And yes to that. (laughs) I mean, I was a hundred percent like certain, but, but of course I didn't really know what I was doing and, and I was maybe a little bit nervous about how that was going to work within what I was going through. And, you know, I, one of my favorite faith like lessons is looking up and, and not looking at your circumstances. So I think lemongrass was really good for me at that particular time because it gave me something to look toward, like how I really felt like, um, you know, I was getting this little, uh, you know, like Holy spirit nudge thing that was saying, use what you're going through to help others. You know, it was a little nudge back then. It's a lot bigger nudge now. There's been a whole lot of things that have come from it that, you know, I feel like he's kind of leading me to use it in bigger ways. But back then it literally was, I wanted to get the discount to be able to send other people going through cancer, the loving care gift set you know, at a, at a little less of an expense, um, because it had been so helpful to me and I knew it would help other people. And so that was my plan. I, beyond that, I didn't plan to build a team. I didn't plan to earn a trip. I didn't plan to become a director or like none of it. I actually, I I shared this conference, you know, I met with my upline, Nikki, um, probably a month in. And I remember her saying, because we, we had prior knowledge of each other and she knew how involved I was in the community and, you know, my circle of friends, she said, I, I really think you could be the next director in the state of Missouri. At the time, I think there were three. So she thought I could be the fourth director in Missouri. And I just nodded politely, but inside was like, you are out of your mind. I am getting ready to go through, or maybe I was going through radiation. You know, it was was right during that time of either about to start radiation or I already had like, I cannot do the things that need to be done, you know, for that. But, um, you know, I tell her often, like she did plant a seed that when I was in a little bit better place, I was able to nurture and, and go a little bit further with. So, yeah. And then I ended up from January of 20 to February of 2021, I promoted four times and it's crazy, you know? Yes. I love that too, because I sometimes am nervous to say certain things like that to some of my team members, like, oh, you could totally be a director because I don't want to push anyone or I don't want anyone Mm -hmm. to feel pressured to be any which way. But you're so right that that can plant a seed. And even though Mm -hmm. It might not be the right time for a while. It yep. still gets them thinking like, oh, wow, I really could do this, I think. And so yeah. it's, that's a really good, it's really good, a really good encouragement to, if you have, you know, if you're chatting with team members or whatever, to not be afraid to tell them the potential that you see in them. And, you know, if you genuinely see that, tell them because you don't know what kind of seed that will plant. So I like that advice a lot. Now you joined in, you know, right before everything COVID. And I know uh-huh. that when you first started, you, you know, you're like, all right, here we go. We're going to get started. And you started doing in-home parties and they were really successful at first. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So 
that was all I did. Um, mm. Early on, my sister had a really good show. I did an open house here at my house, which was really good. But any anytime I would go and do an in-home, I mean, they were averaging, averaging probably 800. They were good. I was really, I don't know. It just, I think the story and people trusted what I was saying about the products and, and they got to smell and try and, you know, feel the, you know, body polish or whatever. So they just were pretty easy, you know, and then, yeah, we had a pandemic hit and out the, you know, window went all of those. And I kind of froze for, for a minute. <laughs> I just didn't, you know, I didn't know how in the world we could do it without being able to get that product in hand. And, but, you know, I said this at conference too, I, I really believe that lemongrass provides everything we need to be successful. And people shared ideas and came up with alternatives and how you can still get product in hand through the virtual info. You know, they just really support us as people running businesses. And, and then the community of other direct sellers within that is super helpful and encouraging. And, and yeah, we figured it out. So it was another obstacle that you had to overcome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Goodness, yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I, so I joined right after the um, surgery and had radiation through it. So that was an obstacle, of course, just, you know, I was doing that every single day um, and then not feeling great. Mm -hmm. And then the pandemic was three months later after that. And then I had another surgery and recovery down the line. <laughs> so there certainly were roadblocks all along the way, but an, a great thing, as you know, about this business is the ability to do it from anywhere mm -hmm. and you know, just a lot of flexibility. And if I couldn't sleep at night, I could sit there on the computer and, you know, do work or yeah, <laughs> there's lots of ways to make it work. So. Mm -hmm. There certainly are. Yes. Now, how are some, what are some ways that you have fulfilled your dream of being able to provide these cancer kits for other cancer patients? Have you been able to do fundraisers or things like that? Tell us about that experience with your lemongrass yes. business. Yes. So, um, well, last October then was the first full October that I was, um, you know, really into my business. And so I did um, a fundraiser for the Pratt Cancer Center where I received my radiation treatments. And I gave my customer base the opportunity to sponsor a loving care gift set or the pink healing balm, which was out that October that I then delivered a couple basketfuls over to Pratt Center. And I would love, I said this at conference, I really, my dream is to like have my doctor's office stocked with these so that anyone coming in gets the diagnosis, gets a kit. But I've, I've kind of bumped up against a little bit of, um, I just can't make headway there. And I think it's partly probably because they don't, they can't give out something that they maybe don't know about. So this year I pivoted that a little bit. I was watching the news while doing yoga not too long ago. And they talked about a place in St. Louis called Hope Lodge, which if you are familiar with the Ronald McDonald House, it's it's similar to that. So Ronald McDonald House for children going through treatment that don't live near a hospital provides free lodging. They have a place to do, you know, the families to do laundry and meals that are provided. It's just a really, it's like a home away from home. And I'm, I've been familiar with that since my college days, because that was my sorority's philanthropy. And this Hope Lodge is very similar, but it's for adult cancer patients mm. that don't live in a city, but they have to go, you know, like my radiation was every single day. So 
that's really expensive if they have to come, you know, to St. Louis and pay for a hotel every night and all their meals out and all that kind of stuff. So this Hope Lodge provides rooms. I think they said um, they provided 10,000 nights of stay for mm. families last year. And I called them up and I said, hey, I work for this company. We have this product that's really great for people going through cancer treatments. And I would love to be able to bring some of those down that you can give people when they check in, you know, for their stay and that they can use throughout. And they were a hundred percent in. So that's what I'm going to do this October so that I know, you know, like when I took it to Pratt, it, it was given to a social worker and I don't really know how those were dispersed. Mm-hmm. I want to know that, mm. you know, these people are going to check in as they're going through treatment and they're going to get this sweet gift that, you know, I'm planning to do a note kind of encouraging them from someone who's a little bit further down the road. And um, I'm really excited about it. So that's, that's the big way. I've done a lot of other fundraisers throughout the year, you know, using like our human kindness kits for a homeless shelter for teens and a woman's care center that we have here in Ferguson. So there's a lot of different ways I've done fundraising. But the cancer one specifically will be for Hope Lodge this year. So. Wow. I really love that. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times, you know, it would be easy to get a little discouraged, like, okay, well, you know, this is what I want to do with my business, but it's not working out how I envisioned. Like, okay, maybe this isn't this isn't what I'm supposed to do. But then you happened to be watching the news, happened in quotes, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. The news, and you saw this amazing opportunity that you'll be able to personally bless all of those people that are coming to receive treatment. And I think that's just so special. And it really brings a lot of joy and purposefulness. I don't know if that's the Mm -hmm. word, but it really Mm -hmm. brings a lot of intentionality to your business when you can see it working in those ways. And even if you never hear from those patients again, just to know that you were an encouragement to them in a really hard time in their lives, I'm sure is like, just the most special thing to you. It is. It is. And it's not just me. It's my whole community, you know, Mm. that they get to come alongside me to do this thing together, you know, because I just think that's beautiful too, that, you know, we can invite others in to help, you know, and, and I'm always looking for, you know, I, I tell them all the time, like, if you have a place you care about, let's, let's fundraise for that. Let's, you know, I don't want it to always just be the things I care about, things Mm -hmm. that I, you know, of course I'm personally invested in places that help cancer patients, but there's so much need out there and, and it just doesn't have to be limited to that. My sister's getting ready to have, um, an event early November with me. She has a good friend that she knows through work that lost, she and her husband lost their home in a fire Mm -hmm. back in July. And the insurance agency that she worked for just had a shower and they did all the like kitchen things, you know, and got a lot of the things that, that were lost in the fire. And I told my sister, I'm like, why don't we just do a, a party and then I'll donate my commission and she can buy holiday decorations because mm-hmm. she probably lost all her holiday stuff. So, yeah. you know, just to have a little extra something that, you know, she can go out and do something fun. Like there's so many ways that we can use our business to bless others. And that's what I'm all about. So Yes. Oh, I love that. And I think with um, our company and, you know, when you're purchasing from a consultant and from a company that you are already using their products, if you're going to purchase mm-hmm. them anyways, like it just makes so much sense. Or I, yes. to me, it's always like, I love that people love to get behind a cause and yeah. it's so it's just wonderful to give, be able to give back and to have, like, I tell my customers all the time, like, I can't, 
you know, I love to do fundraisers too. And I can't give back the way I do without them. You know, I could never just like whip out my checkbook and just start writing, you know, whatever, but to be able to, you know, use my business as that vehicle to, you know, Mm -hmm. raise that money to be able to donate to different causes is, is really special. And it's, it's, I always tell people, if you're kind of feeling in a slump, you're feeling like you're lagging in your business, do a fundraiser because that'll Mm -hmm. energize you because you'll feel so good about, you know, making a difference in someone's life or in, you know, with someone's going through a hard time. And it just, it just kind of like gives you like a new perspective on things and and all that. So I always tell people, if you're in a little bit of a lurch, do a fundraiser, (laughs) find a great cause that you're passionate about, jump in because it's very special for sure. When there is so much negativity around, it's just nice to put positive stuff into the world too, I think. Yes. All right. So what do you think that, I know we've kind of touched on it, but the, the obstacles that you have faced in your life and in your business, what are the ways that, that those obstacles and overcoming those obstacles has made you a better direct seller? Yeah. When I read that question, do you think that overcoming those obstacles have made me, has made me a better direct seller? I was like, that's an interesting question. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure if the obstacles have made me better, but they've definitely made me more creative. I have always and continue to hold this business with very open hands. I want to use it in a way that honors God and helps others. I would probably say that the cancer journey has made me a better person, a better direct seller, a better friend all of those things. Um, I finally really get the message that we all have something to contribute, something to offer, and that comparison is the thief of joy. Um, It would be so easy for me to just get into my head um, and listen to voices, you know, that say I'm not good enough, pretty enough, cool enough, et cetera, and not put myself out there. Because in addition to breast cancer, I've had skin cancer too. And um, I have a pretty gnarly scar right Mm. here because they had to create a pretty deep hole Mm. during my Mohs surgery and then create a flap to cover that. And it even pulls my nose slightly to the side, you know, like, and I know this, probably not perceptible to, you know, many other people, but these are the things that I know and I can get in my head about. My scars have definitely been something that made me less apt to want to put myself out there because I do know they're there, but you know, after what I've been through, I just, I, I know that there's a demographic of people that are really going to resonate with my story. I have to share, like, I watched some of your reels today on Instagram because you mentioned (laughs) those on your podcast. I mean, you are so adorable. They are so adorable. I'm like, I'm a let. Tiffany and Mandy and all the other young cuties, you stay in that lane, but there's room for all of us. I'm not going to be doing anything like that because I just don't have yeah, that in me, but that's okay. Like we don't all have to do our business the same way. And, you know, I think my story will resonate with a particular group who are facing adversity or have faced adversity. And it might not be breast cancer. It might be, you know, a different cancer, another illness, a different trial, but they need to know how I pushed through that dark time and how our products helped with that. But even more so how the community of like-minded women that we have in Lemongrass you know, just how supportive, encouraging, caring that community is and how much I've personally gotten 
from the community. And it's not always that way. I mean, I was, as a teacher, I worked with a lot of women. I was in a sorority in college and we know that women aren't always for each other mm-hmm. and we need to be, we need mm-hmm. to be building each other up and this making space for each other to shine. Um, there is room enough for anybody who wants to be part of this. And instead of living in like a scarcity mentality that says we have to insulate and self-protect, I want to show what it looks like to live in a generosity mentality where we give of ourselves and our resources to help others. So mm-hmm. that's wow. how I guess I would say I overcome those obstacles. <laughs> yes. Oh man. I love that. And I know that I mean, there are things that I, in my business that I see other people doing and I'm like, man, I don't do that. I don't, should I be doing that? Should I be? <laughs> but you're right. You have to come to a point where you're like, okay, that is not my area of expertise. Yeah. I'm going to leave that to them. <laughs> and right. I'll try something else, you know, but, uh, so we all have ways that we can shine. And when yeah. we realize that and then tap into that and do that, then it's, it's, more freeing for us because, you know, we don't feel the pressure of having to fit into somebody else's box. Right. (laughs) But, uh, it's also just, you, you appear confident and you appear, you know, like, you know what you're doing and you're having fun doing it. And it's just, it's just more fun that way. And so I love that you have realized that because sometimes (laughs) it's easy to be, Oh, like, Oh man, Oh, I need to, Oh, I should probably be doing that. Add that to my list. That's what I'm always thinking. Like, Oh, I need to add that to my list. Oh, I need to add that to my list. Oh yeah. I tell my daughter all the time, you're going to show me how to do TikTok. I guess I need to learn how to do TikTok. I'm I'm kind of like, I don't think I have to know how to do TikTok. I don't, I don't do, so I do reels, but I don't do TikTok. I just, my husband's like, you should be on TikTok. I'm like, my brain cannot handle, I cannot handle another platform, even though (laughs) it's very similar to reels, like pretty much the same. I like mentally cannot handle, mentally and emotionally cannot handle (laughs) one more platform. too much, way too much. I know my limits. Well, sometimes. (laughs) Well, and I had just figured out jump rope and I was making like how to videos using jump rope, feeling pretty good about, okay, I've got that. Those are, those are my videos that I can, you know, download and and share and that'll work for me. And that company went out. I was like, dang it. (laughs) Now I got to learn one of these other ones. (laughs) That's like Periscope. Do you remember Periscope? That was a few years ago. I remember the name of it. Yeah. It was kind of like a thing. It was kind of like a thing before Facebook live and people Mm -hmm. were getting onto it. And then, yeah, I I think it's still around. I don't know, but I remember that was like the big thing. And they're like, if you're not on Periscope, then you're not going to make it. And now like nobody's on Periscope. So it's one of those things. Like, I feel like you know, reels and TikTok and Instagram, like those are things that are probably around to stay for a while, but you know, there's other people yeah. that are doing them. So yep. You'll figure it out. <laughs> eh, you know, I'll share other people's <laughs> content. No problem. There you go. There you go. As long as you're, yeah, that's right. I'll that's just right. say, Oh, look at my cute friend, Tiffany. Look at what she did. <laughs> oh my goodness. Reels are fun. I feel like, a. <laughs> I just sent my friend, a friend of mine was like, I just did a real how, how is it? And I, I was like, that is the cutest thing. I love it. And I was like, do you feel like this? And I sent her the meme or the gif or gif or whatever uh, of like a little yeah. baby giraffe, like walking around. And she's like, yes, I feel like that. I'm like, that's how I feel every time I make a reel. I feel like a little yep. baby giraffe, like stumbling around. <laughs> well, I think I did a reel, you know, maybe months ago and I, I literally just did it kind of like a live video, but nothing fun or cute. I, I watched, I'm like, oh, I guess I missed the point of that. I need to no. go back and revisit. <laughs> I think my thing, okay, yes, I enjoy making reels and I'm, I'm happy with the reels that I've made, 
but it's because I watch reels to get ideas. And so that's a time waste. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so there's always like give and take. So like, you know, I don't know. So there's always behind the scenes. Like you said, there's always like something going on behind the scenes that you don't know. And it's me scrolling reels. Like, ah, what, what trend (laughs) should I do next? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's so fun. It's fun to explore something new and to do a new skill. And it's, it keeps my brain. (laughs) but not too much. I can't overload it. That's right. That's right. Got a balance. I still got to coddle it. You know, I'm in that stage of life, but but it is fun to stretch me a little bit. And it sounds like you are jumping and doing the same too. All right. So what would, what advice did you have for someone who is going through, you know, maybe they're going through their proverbial double mastectomy and they're sitting in their proverbial healing chair. (laughs) What is advice that you would have for somebody who's listening, who's like, I want to, you know, I want to work from home. I want a flexible schedule. I want, I feel like direct sales might be the thing for me, but I just, I don't think that this is the right time in my life to start a business. What, you know, what advice would you have for them? I would say there's never a perfect time to take on a challenge. We can always find a million reasons to talk ourselves out of anything, but what if instead of defaulting to that, we just say yes and let the details work themselves out. And that's kind of what I did. It takes an enormous amount of trust and for me, prayer, um, and a willingness to try new things. But um, the Lemongrass community and I'm sure many other direct selling communities have, like I said before, so many resources and just whatever we need to be successful is at our fingertips. There's so many trainings. I can't even make time for them all. You know, like you were saying, you can't spend all this time watching, like you can get lost in the trainings too, but sometimes you just have to take the step, be imperfect in it. Like you've said before on your podcast and just go for it. So they may end up being just a surprise at me of all the blessings that'll come from it. I, I've certainly had more than I ever expected from this. So, and I think too, something that's important too, is that you didn't just stay in your chair and kind of hope that the business came to you. You Mm. got out there physically got out there and started working your business. I think that's an important component too. If you know, somebody's looking for an opportunity that's just going to like sit in their lap and just yeah. like manifest itself. It's not going <laughs> right. to happen, you know? Right. And right. you know, work. it does, it does take work and it takes, uh, you know, intentional action, even though it might not be perfect or whatever, like we talked about, mm-hmm. but it's, it's something consistency. that <laughs> yes, consistency. And if you, if somebody, you know, you general, you, if you believe in, in what you're doing, if you If you know that there is something to it, then it's worth following, you know, following that feeling, you know, Mm -hmm. I know that as women, we have a lot of feelings all the time. And sometimes it can be like, well, we probably shouldn't, you know, base every decision on a feeling. No, we shouldn't. But if you have a nudge, like a Holy spirit nudge, that is worth following and seeing what's, what's behind that door. Because with direct sales, it's wonderful that if it doesn't work out, it's okay. Like there's nothing that, like you said, you would get a great discount on some products that you love. And so I love that there's such a low risk and it's, to me, it seems like a no brainer, like, well, just try it, try it for a right. couple months and see right. what happens. Cause you never know. Cause it could change your life. You know, yeah, it really could. Yeah. I mean, my husband always says that if I start to get a little in my head, you know, like, Oh, I'm not going to make this, you know, requirement or whatever, you know, he's like, it's okay. You know, we're, mm-hmm. this has always been for us something 
just extra. It, you know, we are very fortunate that it, we don't have to rely on this particular job for our life, but it's so great to have it to do the fun things, you know, with, and mm -hmm. to just be able to contribute myself. It was so fun to be able to take him to Clearwater, you know, mm -hmm. like my husband has taken our family on so many amazing trips and it was so fun to be able to be the one that provided a trip for the two of us. And we walked into that hotel room in Clearwater this summer and I like started to cry, you know, and I said, I was just overwhelmed that joining lemongrass had led to that and you know he said had it not been for cancer we wouldn't be here like that's mm -hmm. it's a crazy little thing you know that happened as a result of something really dark but um yeah it's been amazing and and why not try and go for that if you know it, it could happen for you too you know whoever mm -hmm. is listening out there <laughs> That's right. Now I know that October is coming up mm -hmm. and like we, I mentioned before, you know, that's of course that's breast cancer awareness month. And before we started recording, you know, I mentioned that every day should be breast cancer awareness mm -hmm. day. Right. And so will you share, I know that we didn't, I didn't put this in our questions, but will you share maybe some, if you have any practical tips or advice for women listening, you know, just to make sure that they're taking care of themselves when it comes to breast cancer and being aware of what can be happening, you know, while mm -hmm. we don't even know it. So tell us if you have any advice for anyone listening, uh, just how can we take care of ourselves as women? Yeah. Oh, I have advice. <laughs> um, yeah, this is one of those things that, um, I, I often, uh, chat with God about, like, I, you know, already had been the spokesperson for, um, self checks for, you know, like your skin, watch it, looking at your moles and seeing the dermatologist once a year. And I was very much an advocate and a spokesperson after I went through that with, you know, my friends, my community, and then I get breast cancer. And I said, you know what, <laughs> I'll, I'll be a spokesperson again, but now you give me something. I don't even like to say all the words, you know, <laughs> that I have to now say like, uh, whatever. Can I not, if I do this, can we quit? Can I quit having to be the spokesperson for cancer? I'd love to be doing something else, but you know, that's remains to be seen. <laughs> but, um, that said, obviously I, I hope that women of age are getting their, you know, yearly mammograms. They used to always say to do your breast self exam, obviously, which was the manual feeling for lumps and um, things that are unusual uh, for yourself. But through my journey, I have come to learn that now they say, and I don't know, maybe your doctor, you can tell me if you've heard this, this or not. My breast surgeon said that she no longer says just to do your breast self exam, but to have breast self awareness. Have mm. you heard that? No, I have not. Okay. So I actually found my cancer myself because my nipple was inverting just mm. slightly. It was, the tumor was literally pulling it in, but it was really slight to the point where my OBGYN was like, ah, I can kind of see what you were talking about, but you know, I don't know. And so there'd been six months between 
my last mammogram and when this happened. And he said, that's generally long enough that I'm going to go ahead and have you go for a diagnostic mammogram and ultrasound. But he also said, I'm going to schedule you with a breast surgeon. So I, you know, right then I was like, mm. that's, that's different. But what she said, like, she tells my story to patients all the time because she does not know that if I'd have just walked in as a new patient for an exam, she does not know if she would have caught this because it was so subtle. And she said, I had that self-awareness that they're always saying now you need to have, that you need to know what you look like. You need to know what's normal for yourself mm -hmm. so that you can see when something's not right. Cause so that happened to be, you know, at my nipple, see, I hate these words, but I gotta <laughs> say them. Um, but it could happen anywhere around your breast that you would have dimpling. If mm. the tumor was pulling, it would look like a dimple or a wrinkle or something. So I, I tell this story a lot and my, fr half of my friends will say, I never look. I don't, I don't yeah. look, look, <laughs> you've got to look like, <laughs> because so it had been six months. I had had a clear mammogram mm. six months later, it showed up on a mammogram and an ultrasound. Mm. Had I waited for that next year mammogram, which is what I would have been scheduled for. And what if I'd been late for it? Like so many of us often are like, oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. She said, I would have definitely had to have chemotherapy. It wouldn't have been mm. a, you can or can't, you know, like I got to choose and it mm. was only going to reduce the chance of recurrence by an additional like 3%. To mm. me, that wasn't worth putting my body through. If it had been another 15%, I might have, you know, mm -hmm. but it, it just wasn't a big enough um, risk, but, but if I'd waited, she said, it wouldn't have been a question. It would have just, we would have had to have done that. So if I can save one person from having to go through that because they started looking at themselves or, or they didn't put off the mammogram, then I'll say the words that I like <laughs> saying and talk about it. Sometimes God puts us in a ministry that just seems weird. <laughs> I'm sure that seems weird, mm. but like you said, if you can help one person be more aware of what their body should look like and what is normal and what is not normal. And if you yeah. can help somebody, you know, through their cancer journey and make it less stressful or make it less crazy, then you've that's, that's what you were meant to do. And so I love that. It's just such a beautiful story of how, you know, you are helping you didn't expect to help others in this way, but you no. are helping others in this way. Yes. And so that is just such a wonderful gift. So I love that you could also do this, you know, whether or not, you know, lemongrass spa was, is, has been like the icing on the cake. I I feel like, you know, it has mm -hmm. helped you through some hard times, but you could also do this without being with lemongrass too. And so, uh, but knowing that you've had such a wider, bigger impact using lemongrass spa, that's just really special. And yeah. I think that direct sales is such a special gift to so many people. And yeah, like I mean, I'm so grateful to Heidi for inviting me to do that because it did give me a, a greater platform, so to speak. And then she had me do the take a look call and now this podcast, I mean, it's just expanding the reach so that we get the word out to more people and yes. Yeah. 
Yes. Well, I appreciate you being on today, Jennifer. It was so inspiring hearing your story. And I know I've heard it before, but it was inspiring being able to dive in a little further and have you share it with the world, literally the world, people Mm -hmm. from all over, all over the world, listen to this podcast. And so I am excited for everyone to hear your story. So I will definitely put the information for healingchair.org in the show notes, because that is so important. And if I would all, also put some information too about Hope Lodge. If somebody wants to check awesome. that out, because that yeah. sounds like such an amazing ministry that they're running over there too. And yeah. so thank you again so much for being on the show today and keep inspiring others. It's so wonderful to hear what you're doing. Well, thank you so much, Tiffany. I'd love to keep the conversation going and I'd love to get to know you better. Join our free community group, the Directly Different Collaborative, over on Facebook. There, you will find like-minded friends from the direct sales industry, and you'll be able to ask questions and get feedback on the things you need help with. You'll find a link to the group in the show notes. One more thing. If you know of a person in the direct sales industry that you look up to and admire, and you've always wanted to just ask them all the questions, I would love to chat with them. Shoot me an email with their name at directlydifferent at gmail.com, and they could be a future guest on the podcast. Thanks, guys.